Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from 7sistershomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Sabrina, and I'm here today with Kim. And it's just the two of us. Yay. But two is better than one. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. So, um, yeah, Vicki is not able to sit in on today's, but we're going to do our best to say wise things like she would say, because she's wise. And we will breathe deeply. We will. And we will. What else will we do? What else will we do? We will. We will do our best to represent Vicki. Yes, that's what we'll do. There we go. There we go. Because Vicki's been recording other podcasts. Yes, we, she we're has. We're multi we are we're not we're multitasking. To, we're dividing and conquering. Dividing and conquering. Yes, we've been. Yeah. We've had opportunities to interview lots of fun guests mm-hmm. over the last uh, few weeks, and we've been finding that there are only so many podcasting hours in a week. <laughs> and so when we when we schedule opportunities with outside guests, then we can't always all get together that. for our for our time. So it's Kim and me. And uh, we're talking about some scheduling and planning strategies for coming into the holiday season, yes, right? Sort of like checking in and seeing how things are going so right. that you can look forward to the holidays in a way that will be working and meaningful for your family. Yeah, and so we'll start right there. Meaningful for your family. So there's Ooh. not one right way. You mean there's not one right way? <laughs> Wait, if Vicky were here, there'd be three voices, so we should just say it one That's more time. Right. There's, There's not, not one, one right way. way. Yeah, the holidays are a really mixed bag. Yeah. Um, they're wonderful. They bring all sorts of fun and special and um, extra people that we don't always get to do things with and all, but they also throw regular routines into the blender, and um, there can be stressful relationships that have to be dealt with at the holidays. And it can be tricky to decide how the homeschooling family lifestyle is going to work over the holiday season. And when I say holiday season, I am talking, if I'm honest, I'm talking about the week before Thanksgiving all the way through New Year's. Yeah, baby. Because, I mean, our family always did school in December, but it never felt like (laughs) the rest of the year. Oh, yeah. There's, there's often so many things that get added to the calendar, and for many of us, very few things get taken off the calendar, mm-hmm. and so you find yourself trying to juggle all this stuff. Yeah. 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 And at the same time, you have this sense, especially if you started school in August, you have the sense of, we should be getting to the halfway point. How are we doing? Mm-hmm. What have we perhaps already managed to get behind in Mm -hmm. and so then there can be um, some mid-year checkpoint stress in Mm -hmm. there too so we're going to kind of roll those two into one and maybe um, brainstorm some ways to look toward that funky month of December with both the holidays in mind and a mid-year checkpoint Mm -hmm. see if we can make it less stressful than more rather than more yes Tall order there, yes. Yes. But it's very doable. It is. very doable. doable. Yeah, it can even Um, make it fun. So what if we think about the half-year point first? Mm. Because that's that's the one where, um, that's that's that moment, if we do a mid-year checkpoint, where a lot of us go, wait, seriously? I thought we were on top of this one. You know, Mm. you only have four titles on your book list. Surprise! Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it can be a little disturbing. And it happens. It does. It really does. And there could also be subject areas where you know you have had to move more slowly than you wanted to because the material's been very challenging or whatever. 
um, but where you haven't actually planned your strategy for dealing with that to still cover all the material by year end. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, mid-year can be a little a little um, alarming. And hopefully you might even find a little bit of like, okay, we are on track on that one. Oh, absolutely. Or, or even maybe, wow, we're doing better than we thought on that one. Uh-huh. So don't think of it as all, um, if, all if you go bad. into it expecting all <laughs> bad news, it's a whole lot harder to go into it. There you go. <laughs> Very good. There you go. Very good. Yeah. So um, I think that one of the things that can be important to remember is that you don't have to do everything that you planned to do for this year. Can you say that again? You don't actually have to do everything that you planned for this year. Wow, that's powerful. It's not failure no. to decide, hey, we thought this was a great idea in July or in June or last February when we were bored and housebound and thinking mm-hmm. how much fun next year would be. Um, something might have seemed like a really good idea. And this especially applies to electives. There can be Mm. quarter credit or half credit electives that you were planning to do starting after the first of the calendar year Mm -hmm. that maybe you decide that would be fun if we had the time to do it, but we're just not going to be able to do it this year. Mm -hmm. Very few of us are going to end up with only 26 credits on that high school transcript when our seniors are marching toward graduation. Right. It sounds like a big number when you're starting high school, mm-hmm. but once you get into it, most of you have lots more credits than that. Oh, yeah. And so you have some room in there to say, well, this would have been fun, but we're not going to have time and space for it. Mm-hmm. And so that's just going back in the file drawer. Yeah. Or maybe this is not the time and place for it, but maybe, maybe next year we'll do it or... Maybe even, dare I say, maybe we'll do something for a brief time in the summer and do it. I mean, some yeah. of us really don't want to school in the summer. Yeah, and that's fine. And some of us really kind of do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that works too. And if it's an elective that our kid is really interested in, they may not even really feel like it's schoolwork per se. Mm. It may be exploring an area of interest for them and they will be just fine yeah. with the thought of, we'll save that and do it over the summer. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you get transcript credit for courses that you work on outside of your normal schooling months even if you're a nine-month schooler and you do September through May or June um, yeah you can do something over the summer and Mm -hmm. you can still log that work and show it on the transcript yeah or here's a radical idea if you had planned to take a good chunk of your time off in December or early January late November whatever you might say, okay, let's put aside some of this other stuff, but maybe this is a great time to pull out and do that elective as an intensive yeah. because it's a completely different, um, it's a total change of pace. Right. So it feels a little bit like a vacation, especially if it's a high interest topic. Right. Yeah. Now, what if you're just behind on things that you have committed to that you really do need to complete? Like you're behind on math or whatever. <laughs> Ooh, that's easy. Pray. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. For all things math related. Yes. Pray. In, my, in my world. <laughs> and <always>. science related. <laughs> and, and yeah, yeah. We, always, we always say pray, do something, pray, do something, pray, do something. Yeah. Um, and make sure you wrap up with prayer. Um, but it's it's okay to find that you're behind on something that's life that is you know life. how often in life does everything go on the schedule you expected sometimes it's our own doing or lack of doing that creates that 
uh, behindness. How's that for a non-word? Behindness. Behindness. Um, um, There's a joke there somewhere, but we'll come (laughs) up with that later. Um, um, So sometimes it's your own doing, and sometimes it's totally out of your control. And how valuable and important is it to acknowledge that, Mm -hmm. to, with your children, acknowledge that? Right. And say, okay, you know, we had no control over the fact that uh, you know, there was a hurricane and we lost our power for four days last that week. And, and it threw then, everything into a mess for three weeks after that. Yeah, exactly. So we got very little schoolwork done for, yeah, yeah. stuff yeah. does indeed happen. I remember yeah. the year that a hurricane came and a tree fell on mm-hmm. my house and uh, the house was not inhabitable for 10 days until the inspector people said that it was inhabitable again. And it, I mean, not a lot of schoolwork gets done when yeah. stuff like that happens. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's okay to be flexible and just recognize this is the way it mm-hmm. is. But then you also have to be intentional because it's not just going to make itself up right. somehow. So now you have to say, okay, so what? So what are we going to do mm-hmm. given that? So some families like to add a little bit extra on mm-hmm. to each um, normally scheduled time. Some like to do... Um, an extra, like an extra lesson per week kind mm-hmm. of thing or whatever. And over the course of six or eight weeks, yep. you're caught back up. We used to do a day where we would do no other schoolwork uh-huh. and just do a marathon for the subject that we were behind on. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that meant that we had done four hours and a whole bunch of lessons. But if we weren't trying to cram all of our regular other stuff mm-hmm. in too, we were one day behind on those other subjects and we had done four days of catch up for the one that we were really behind in. So if you have kids who like that, I'm in my groove, let's just run with it. Then you can do a little little marathon. Too. That's creative. A little mathathon? A little <laughs> We used to call them math marathons. Oh, there you go. Math. Very cool. Very cool. And in fact, we so typically did end up behind in math that in my later years of homeschooling, I would put that into just my planner. schedule them. <laughs> one day a month, we would plan to have a math marathon. Because <laughs> I could assume that we were going to be two or three days behind at least every month. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and two or three days doesn't matter until it's December, and it's two or three days over the course of five months, and then you're 15 or 20 days behind. That feels ugly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what a great feeling it feels to make progress on yes. that ugly. Yes. Yeah. And some kids do very, very well in that atmosphere, and other kids really don't. So don't don't try to force that to happen if it's mm-hmm. not a good fit. If your kid's learning style is such that um, 20 minutes of instruction and they are, that's all the, the intake that can happen for right then and now there needs to be something else for a while, you can't just keep cramming more and more information in or they will not master the material and yeah. it will be lost time yeah. and a lot of frustration. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. We used to joke about 50 first dates of algebra, you know, oh. if, if it's not sticking. <laughs> but That's it wasn't great. funny at the time. It became funny later. <laughs> I like the phrase. I like yeah. the phrase. Yeah, so you do have, you have, to, you have to gauge how that's going to work. And, and hopefully, if you're all behind, hopefully all of your kids will work well with something like that. You might even need to divide it up a little bit and say, yeah. say maybe for these two, they do great with a math marathon. But for these two, we're going to need to schedule the days and so yeah. you need to kind of get creative a little bit. Or for the ones that are really um, high energy kids who can't sit still that long, say, okay, you know, all right, so we're going to do two math lessons and then you get to go 
um, out in the backyard on the trampoline for 15 mm-hmm. minutes or something mm-hmm. to let them kind of reset. And Now, what if kids would do well with the marathon catch-up format, but mom wouldn't? Ooh. Well, you know, it's okay to farm out stuff and to call yes. on community and to bring mm. in reinforcements. So we have had times where um, my father, so the kid's grandfather, would volunteer to spend a few hours and get one or two of them caught up on something that they were behind on. Beautiful. And that's okay. Yeah. That's actually more than okay. That's a blessing. That is a huge <laughs> blessing. What if you have a lot of, um, or even just a few kids of different ages, sometimes one of those children can help a sibling. Yes. And it can be very empowering to the helper mm-hmm. if they feel, if it's framed that way. Yes. And if it's not a punishment, oh, you didn't get your math done, so you have to not mm-hmm. only do yours, but you have to help your sibling. Mm-hmm. But do more like, I see a lot of potential in you, and you seem to be really good at explaining things. Mm-hmm. I bet you could help, or how about if, you know, how about if we do this together, and then you and I can do something else as a kind of a, a reward in exchange for that. Yeah, and yeah. recognize the realities of the relationships. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. when I was a kid, um, my parents tried to actually hire my older sister, Heather, to tutor me in some math that I was struggling with. And one session in, my parents <laughs> said, yeah, well, so that's not going to work. <laughs> because while Heather and I got along okay, that setting was not, not good for the dynamic in our relationship. Mm-hmm. And they just said, okay, well, we tried it. And so it's also okay to try things and say, well, that's not the solution. Let's try something different. Mm. And what a great attitude I'm catching from that, that it wasn't like, oh, Heather, you, you know, you really failed right. Sabrina or Sabrina, you failed Heather or... I mean, clearly it was, of, of course, all Heather's all fault. All Heather's fault. It was because I was perfect. Absolutely. Yeah, I did nothing yeah. wrong. But, yeah. it, <laughs> but let's just, you know, just in case that wasn't case. the case. Yes. You know, yes. yeah, it's beautiful to just frame it as we tried this. It didn't work. What else can we try that will work better? And it's you're kind of modeling that whole team approach. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so then let's bring this down to the holidays. Um, mm-hmm. So there's there's a lot that goes into that chunk of let's say five or six weeks mm-hmm. that we're looking at, and sometimes the best thing is for there to be a lot of break time for some families, for some seasons, certain years. Mm -hmm. It might have been a rough or exhausting fall. Maybe somebody's been battling illness. There Mm -hmm. there can be all kinds of things where you say, wow, we are just not going to think about school for three weeks Mm -hmm. or for four weeks. Um, But actually, for some people, that is very unsettling. Yeah. And actually is stressful. Like a disequilibrium kind of feeling. Right, yeah. right. All of my framework, all of my routine that I'm my accustomed structure. to is just gone now. And, um, you know, it's funny. My, my husband is a lab technician, and he really likes that whole laboratory environment where there are standards <laughs> for everything, and there are procedures and procedures, and, yes. and there's a timer that runs. And when we go on vacation (laughs) he has a vacation routine Mm -hmm. that he likes to follow and he's very good about not inflicting it on me because I am not a lab technician (laughs) (laughs) but he really likes to do his workout at a certain time followed by this followed by that and they're his vacation things that he doesn't get to do the same way when he's working and there are homeschool moms who are like that who really Mm -hmm. really like that routine and there are homeschool kids who really need 
a fairly high degree mm-hmm. of routine to thrive. So if that's you or if that's someone in your homeschool, mm-hmm. factor that in to your plan for the holidays. They may not, that person who likes that routine may not be able to have as much of it as they would prefer. But if you allow for some of it, it really helps them to then be flexible when they need to be flexible. Yeah, the other pieces. Yeah, and communicating all of that kind mm-hmm. of upfront, you know, maybe if you are changing things up a lot, maybe still creating a holiday vacation a holiday schedule, right. like your dear hubby's vacation schedule. Right. You know, okay, so for the next month, we're going to switch things up, but here's what's going to look like so that you know what to expect and you know what I'm going to expect of you. Right. And there's still some predictability, some some stability yeah. for those kind of kids. Yeah. And if you are a family where everybody just wants to throw caution to the wind and be Mm -hmm. spontaneous, um, then recognize that you need to have a firm start date in place for when that ends. Mm -hmm. And a couple of days before it's going to end, you need to be talking about it in your household (laughs) and preparing people for that back to school day. Yes. Uh, Because otherwise, that if you try to just ease back into it without there being good communication, people's expectations will be different. Mm -hmm. Mom will think it's going to be a hard start and a hard end at this time and this time and kids are thinking well I just thought we were doing a little bit of you know so um yeah that that is a recipe for frustration on both sides Mm -hmm. so over communicate yeah absolutely absolutely and figure out what your absolutes are as the mom as the as the teacher you're you and you and dad however you you know whoever makes the big decisions in your homeschool figure out what your absolutes are and then if your kids are of the interest to do so and the maturity or age level to do so, have them take part in the decision-making of what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that's something that you're not comfortable with, don't even entertain that discussion. Yeah. <laughs> don't sort of yeah. give them the idea that they can do that and then if, not if they really. really can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, if you find things have gotten a bit off track in the fall and you're mm-hmm. looking at those weeks off and wondering well could we maybe not really take them off off and just work on the things that we're behind on Mm -hmm. that is a great strategy it worked very very well for our homeschool pretty much every year Mm -hmm. Um, but the one I guess warning that I would offer just from failures in my past um, (laughs) is don't leave that loose Mm -hmm. Um, set a deadline Mm -hmm. and let it be clear that um, that there is like a, a like it make a, a almost a mini syllabus oh, for that, that ten time. days or whatever. That oh yeah, we often did a research paper mm. during that time period. Um, it seemed like a good way to just get her done. Wow, and yeah. get that marked off. Yeah. And so if we were going to do a research paper and we just said, okay, we're going to write research paper over the month of December before we start up again after New Year's, mm. then what happened was the week between Christmas and New Year's was a nightmare because people were going, oh, I oh. get the research paper done and it said I should have done it. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't pretty. <laughs> um, so if instead you you put some specific, put it on the calendar as mm. if you had plans to go to uh, gingerbread making house, you know, yeah. gingerbread, whatever, gingerbread house making event. Somewhere. There you go. So mark off. Okay, so three hours on Tuesday in the afternoon. Um, 
you're going to do your your initial research and we're going to decide your thesis statement and we're gonna, and then once that's done cha-ching that's done yep and then you don't have to do anything else with it unless you want to mm-hmm. and if there's an afternoon where you get bored and you say oh, i'm going to go ahead and do some more of this mm-hmm. that's great but you don't have to except for those blocks where it's kind of scheduled in yeah and then that makes it less um it actually makes it more rewarding, I yes. guess, because you see that progress taking yeah. place. When you leave it too vague and nebulous, it has a really nasty potential to just sneak up on you and, and then get very stress you. inducing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and relationship challenging yes. Yes. if it's a different thing. As you were talking, Sabrina, I was also thinking one of the things you can do, wish I had done, didn't do, <laughs> we're sharing all of our, you know, everything we share with you is mostly learned from experience, much of it the hard way. Um, if, if you do want to take that time off or modify significantly your, um, your holiday season, what a cool thing to say in the beginning, back in the summer or the end of the summer when you're starting up your school stuff and you're doing your planning as a family, okay, we can do this if, we are done and this may have been my family may have even worked more for mom than for the kids but use that as a carrot Mm -hmm. to keep motivated throughout the weeks leading up to that when maybe you know late october and you're not really feeling like we've been doing this for a long time and still a while till the break or whatever right but i could say oh but we're getting close and if i if we get all these things done then we get a full break if not we're going to keep working on the parts that are Right. That are needing some more TLC. Very good. Yeah. And then I guess the final thing as we sort of wrap this up, whatever areas you um, find at your mid-year checkpoint, whether you do that sometime in December, whether you wait and do it after January 1st, um, it's important to do it because you are going to learn things about your progress. And they might even be minor things, but you will learn something from looking at where we are, where we still need to go, what has been um, the way we thought it would be, what has been surprisingly different than Mm -hmm. we anticipated. And so set aside a little bit of time, and I would suggest you set it aside in two chunks, one time for just mom. Mm -hmm. Um, Quiet reflection prayerfully is, uh, it fills up your tank personally too. It, um, It gives you the quiet space to hear some things that maybe God wants mm-hmm. you to hear yep. uh, uh, on a more spiritual level, not just on the practical. Mm-hmm. And then a second time, evaluate with kids. Yeah. And that was something I didn't start until later in homeschooling, and it was so rewarding once we added that in. Mm. For them to actually look at, well, this is this is what we talked about in the summer, this is what I put in my planner, this was how we built our syllabus, this is what happened in the fall, so now what do we do with it? Here's where we are. Yeah. And it's not just, oh man, mom's being so mean, she's all stressed out and thinks we're not going to get biology done, and, you know, and it can very much feel like this is just mom's stress. Mm-hmm. But when you, you walk them through that, well, here are the pieces of evidence. So now what do we do? Um, it, it puts you guys on the same team. Does. Instead of making you adversaries. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're teaching them that whole process as you're doing that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's absolutely and if the valuable. idea of how to strategically figure out how to get to the goal 
um, for that second half of the year if that is not something that's intuitive or comfortable for you. There's a freebie at sevensistershomeschool.com you can download. It's called Scheduling Backwards. <laughs> Go to the ebook store, scroll down to the freebies section, and you will find it there. And it it's is just awesome. A four or five page, something like that, um, free article. Mm-hmm. And it, it gives you some very practical but also um, principle-based, mm-hmm. I guess we're going to say, principle-based ideas for taming your calendar and for mapping out a plan to get to a goal that yeah. you want to reach. And if you are looking at, while we're, while we're plugging things, mm-hmm. um, if you are looking at doing something different over the Christmas time, um, uh, you know, that month of December or what have you, um, there's some really cool stuff at Seven Sisters that really lend themselves. We have some cool Christmas things, mm-hmm. um, or just one of the electives, like we talked about. Um, there's a, a family narrative yes. thing that would yes, make a, a holiday really family narrative neat. creative writing yeah. um, project. There are um, cinema studies for literature learning yes. guides that you can do as a bundle over the course of a whole year as part of your your literature credit, or you can just buy an individual guide for a movie that your family would enjoy, but that would also then have them working on literary analysis skills. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a whole bundle called Twas the Week Before Christmas bundle yeah. that is aimed at um, still getting good school time in and rich learning, but it being different from what you've been doing yeah. the whole fall. And it can be holiday-related and yeah. themed and fun um, and just different, but still really good learning. So mm-hmm. you, could, you could pick up a bundle and have a whole week's worth of, of something different yeah. for, for right before the holidays. Yeah, we want to be an encouragement to each homeschool family for finding what's going to work well for them Yeah, at this funky holiday-slash-mid-year point that can actually be a breeding ground for frustration mm-hmm. and to instead turn it into something that is positive. Yeah, and yeah. fun. And fun. And uplifting and uh, forward moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So as you come into the middle of your homeschool year, we hope that the Homeschool High School podcast will continue to be a source of encouragement for you. And if you like what you're hearing here, that you will take a moment and go on iTunes and leave us some stars and a review because the more people that that leave a review on iTunes, the more the search engine at iTunes helps people find the podcast. So other homeschool high school families who are looking for encouragement and equipping will find us more easily if you help educate the search engine at iTunes. So we appreciate your reviews and your ratings there. A teachable moment. Yes. (laughs) You can teach a computer. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Well, thank you for joining us, and we look forward to future episodes with you on the Homeschool High School podcast. From 7SistersHomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.